Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, thriving moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? How you feeling? (laughs) I'm feeling relaxed and I'm so excited to talk to you today because we are going to unpack the signs that you might be eating emotionally and what you can do about it. So my emotional eating masterclass is on Tuesday the 15th and I'm so pumped. I've been praying and thinking about all the moms that'll be joining me and even catching the replay and how much their lives are just going to change from the teaching, the exercises, and the coaching. It's going to be epic. So if you haven't signed up yet and you're listening to this before 15th of March, 2022, it's not too late to sign up. You can catch the limited time replay and lighten your load. You can read all about it and sign up at www.oliveandbliss.ca forward slash emotional eating. All right, let's talk about the signs that you might be eating emotionally. And it's funny because I've been talking about emotional eating and I don't think I actually talked about how to know if you eat emotionally. Weird, right? But if you're on my email list, you've already heard me talk about emotional eating. And I did say that sometimes it can feel like this dirty little secret that so many of us try to hide. And we know that we do it, we try to find solutions, and nothing seems to be working. So a lot of us just wallow in this self-pity and beat ourselves up thinking that we're the only ones going through it. Now my job as a coach, especially for moms, is to bring to light what we're afraid of and what we try to keep in the dark. And sometimes that means talking about things like emotional eating. There are a lot of us who are so afraid and we feel just terrible about this behavior. And I hear from so many of you in my DMs as well when you're just talking about how you're trying to stop things like nighttime binges or just eating from boredom. And your question is always like, okay, then why can't I just eat healthy foods? So for me, I always know that there's some form of disconnect and misinformation about what is healthy versus unhealthy. And this is not, you know, uncommon because we live in a society that believes that emotional eating is a terrible thing and your food behavior is very, very related to willpower and control, which is not. So the thing is, it's very normal to have an emotional connection to food. It's the way we're wired as humans and food is probably one of the quickest ways to help our bodies release hormones that help us to feel calm, to feel safe quickly. And nothing has gone wrong. It is just the body's way of working. So emotional eating is a coping mechanism for the most part and for most of us. And it does work well. That's why we keep doing it, (laughs) right? Until it doesn't work anymore Or we start to feel terrible about it. Or maybe for those people who experience weight gain, it becomes a problem. And I'm using problem here in quotes. And that's why I want to talk about so that 
you know you notice the signs that you may be eating emotionally and then i'm just going to share something you can do quickly to help you on your journey first i want to say that emotional eating is going to be what you make of it and even though it may feel like a bad behavior again it's serving a purpose otherwise you wouldn't do it i was talking to a client a few weeks back and she was saying complaining about how she didn't understand why she always ate emotionally most days and she was feeling guilty about it and then through our conversation she had said how she struggled with sleep so i reminded her that the emotional eating was serving her because as we began to unpack the issue we found that the days when she ate emotionally again in quote here those were the times or the nights she actually slept and slept well and then the days where she you know her willpower and control took over she was able to suppress herself and avoid the food those nights she struggled to sleep so in that case emotional eating was serving her and she didn't know it but because she wasn't aware of what i'm going to teach you today she blamed herself and tried to stop it using physical actions even though her body was trying to keep her safe and of course didn't work the willpower and control did not work because her body knew exactly what it needed and it was just ready to get it at all costs so yes we're noticing the signs and we're also going to know that emotional eating is not an identity issue rather it could be a means of preservation for you in fact i want you to see it <laughs> as a means of preservation if this is something that you default to often nothing has gone wrong So what are the signs? The first thing is just that you eat when you're not physically hungry. This is not practical eating when you know like I'm not going to be able to eat for 4 hours so I'm just going to load up to sustain me for the next 4 hours. That's not what I'm talking about. When you're not physically hungry and you're craving something very specific and you're thinking about it the whole time and you have this thought like if I can just have that food, I'm going to feel better. And typically, those foods are the foods that a lot of you run away from on a regular day. So things like ice cream, popcorn, chips, cookies—you know the whole train. And the funny thing is that this is the wisdom of your body because these foods require very little effort to make. Most times, you just have to pop them in the microwave if it's popcorn, or you just scoop it in a bowl, or you can eat it out of the container. It's very easy, less effort for you to get ready to eat it. Goes through your system, and your brain just like feels good in that moment and releases those feel-good hormones that make you feel better. Again, it works. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. And I'm gonna say I'm yet to find anyone who says, "Oh, I eat emotionally," and when I eat emotionally, I just pick up a stick of broccoli or a carrot. We never do that. We always go to those simple, easy foods because they serve a purpose and your body knows that. That's why you have that strong, intense craving for those kinds of foods. So the first sign is just you're not physically hungry. It's not practical hunger. You're just wanting something very specific and it feels almost like an obsessive craving. Second sign is that you immediately think about food after an emotionally intense event. So, these are typically the events that activate your emotional eating response. And it doesn't have to be like an oh my goodness, that just happened type of experience. It could just be something as simple as your child <laughs> telling you that you're a bad mom or slamming the door 
or refusing to put their shoes on. It's those simple day-to-day moments. For a lot of us moms, we don't take the time to manage our stress. We never complete our stress cycles and everything tends to feel very fearful for our bodies. So in the moment, your brain feels triggered and you're probably fuming and experiencing all sorts of things in your bodies as it starts to feel like it's under attack. So in order for you to feel better quickly, your brain thinks of food because it knows that that experience will help you bring safety back to yourself, even if it's just temporary. Will it solve the problem of your child not slamming the door or putting their shoes on? Absolutely not. But in that moment, it'll serve the purpose of keeping you safe, making you feel better. Another sign is that you most likely won't remember (laughs) the eating experience and you might feel a sense of shame or embarrassment or guilt after eating. Now, this one is very common for people who experience binge eating episodes, which is very different from clinically diagnosed binge eating disorder. In this case, you eat very quickly because of the intensity of the emotions, right? You eat so fast until you feel like you're about to burst. And then it's like, what just happened? And of course, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. And in that moment, you may be having thoughts about what that means about you. So you may be thinking things like, I like willpower, I lack control, I'm weak, you know? Or you think you're a terrible person, or you start questioning why you can never get your act together. Nothing has gone wrong. Again, this is a sign that you just had an emotional eating experience, and that's okay. So now we've talked about three things or three signs that show you whether you've been eating emotionally or not. And you might be thinking, okay, well, that's me. And what do I do? And if you're like a lot of my clients, you probably just want me to tell you (laughs) what to do so that you stop. But I'm going to tell you that it's not as easy as you think it is. And here's why. Emotional eating is serving a purpose. I've talked about that throughout this podcast episode. If you do not have the tools to help you cope apart from using food, then you're going to resort to using willpower and control or to do a whole bunch of actions to fix an emotional issue. And this is just the cycle of a very painful emotional experience waiting to happen. So then you'll just find yourself restricting foods, you'll find yourself avoiding foods, and you go down this cycle of just not doing anything about it because you think that by doing all the physical things, it's going to address that. But until you get to the root cause of what's really activating your emotional eating response, nothing you do is really going to matter. It might work temporarily, but it's not going to be a permanent solution. So rather than give you like a blanket solution, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Start paying attention. Just become very aware of when you eat emotionally. Get curious. I always say be a curious observer. Notice how your body is trying to help you feel better. That's it. It's all about safety and feeling better. You can just cultivate a sense of gratitude that your body is so wise And then have compassion for yourself in those moments, recognizing that eating is the only tool that you're relying on to cope in your life in that moment. And that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just all you have. Next, you're going to learn to manage your emotions and feel your feelings. (laughs) And this can be really scary 
if you've not been taught how to do it. So I find that a lot of people feel their feelings and then it paralyzes them or they become extreme and try to change things using thought work and none of that is sustainable in the long run. So we try to be either on each side of the extreme. But what I'm going to offer you is that you need to slowly build your emotional capacity so that you don't shut your nervous system down so that your body doesn't go into just like, okay, there's something crazy going on here. I'm going to take over. You need the emotional part and you also need logic. So in my program, my one-on-one coaching Thrive, I teach my clients how to build their emotional capacity so that they're not afraid of the feelings and they don't have to rely on willpower or control to manage emotional eating. If this is something you're needing help with, I can definitely help you so that you have more peace, more calm, and energy in your day. And that's how you start to increase your capacity to handle the chaos that motherhood brings. Like we're not going to just front here. Motherhood can be chaotic. So you have to learn to regulate yourself. You have to learn how to take charge of those feelings and they start with your thoughts. So in Thrive, I teach you how to think intentionally, how to proactively live your life and create what you want. And this is such an important thing that we all could do for ourselves because when you're able to manage your emotions, when you're able to notice and just pay attention to those moments that tend to activate you, and then you start finding tools to help you cope. So for instance, if every time in the morning your child doesn't want to put their shoes on and that tends to activate you, what can you do two days ahead of time? What could you do one day ahead of time? What could you do a few hours before your child needs to put their shoes on? That is how you start to stop emotional eating. So you notice, you feel your feelings, and then you get creative. But until you notice, until you start to feel your feelings, you're not going to know or have the wisdom to help you know what to do. And that's why I said earlier, I cannot give you a blanket solution because every situation is unique. If this is something you're struggling with, I want you to come to the masterclass on Tuesday. If you're listening to this before Tuesday, the 15th of March, 2022. I'm going to teach you how to do this in a safe container. We'll explore what's happening with you. I can coach you live and you walk away with so many tools to help you. So my friends, I want you to know that you can get your emotional eating under control. You can even stop it. The first step, like I said, it's just to create that awareness and start paying attention and cultivating that compassion and forgiveness for yourself, but also recognizing that your body is trying to keep you safe and help you feel better. So the masterclass is on Tuesday, March 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll need to register in order to get the replay. Go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash emotional eating for details and to sign up. All right, mamas, I will talk to you next week. But until then, feel those feelings and keep thriving.